London is no stranger to the fog, but rather than roll in, this mist seemed to rise, thick and slow, devouring the dark alleys of Whitechapel from the bottom up. Whitechapel Dark Mist, a Cthulhu by a Gaslight Mystery. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. Percentile Vice playing through Whitechapel Dark Mist. Uh, Cthulhu by Gaslight, Victorian England horror of our own creation. Our intrepid investigators at in the beginning of our last session had a choice. Do they chase after an attempt to save the little girl, Allison Green? Or do they continue on their search for the weird, hairless, wrinkleless, featureless man? Caillou. <laughs> every time. Say Caillou every time. <coughs> And goodness overtook them. They went after the little girl, breaking through a, a wall of fog into a slightly less misty area. And they saw two adults dragging a young child down an alleyway. They gave chase, quickly caught up with them, and a fight ensued, which resulted in Josephus with a lethal shotgun blast at close range to one of those gentlemen and Rosalie with pinpoint accuracy shooting high to avoid the child that was being held by the <laughs> captor but put a bullet right between his eyes we had two dead gentlemen which we later figured out was the la were the last two of the five missing gentlemen who had been abducted by the fog, if witnesses were to be believed, in the weeks prior. The police showed up, and our good friend Inspector Probst uh, got on the scene. Police investigation, murder scene, all that stuff ensued. And our investigators have been given their leave. They may leave the scene with the promise that they will return to Probe's office in the morning for a full written statement. And right at the end, with a one arched eyebrow, Probst realized that Rosalie must have been the one with the deadly, between-the-eyes perfect shot on the body that he was seeing. Show. Hmm. You have it. So, um, I think I'm going to wait for Mr. Carter to approach me and then kind of like take his arm and be like, let's fly casually. <laughs> let's just casually walk away from this scene and figure out what we're going to do. While we're headed off, I'm going to very nonchalantly, not making eye contact or anything, I'm going to say... You know, we kind of could have used one alive, but that was such an impressive shot. I'm not going to say anything else. It's nice shot. Nice shot, man. Well, thank you. Uh, the thought never crossed my mind to keep one alive. Um, no, it never, never even crossed my mind, to be honest with you. It's fine. Let's, I'm sure uh, that's rather telling. Let's back to the task at hand. Let's find the hairless naked man and 
just as an aside and as a viewer of this particular scene, how freaking misogynistic was that? I blew a guy up and killed him. That was the right thing to do. But when you killed somebody, yeah. we probably should have had him alive. But okay, good job. Yeah. For a girl. <laughs> Talk about a backhanded compliment. <laughs> it's not misogynistic. It was... Look, I killed back in one, those days. <laughs> and one is easy to capture when there's two trying to capture him. I, I'm not saying you did the wrong thing. I, I just did I did okay for a girl. I guess. I it. just think in character, <laughs> my investigator character would have been yeah, a little Yeah, I, I wasn't accusing John of misogyny. Josephus. Josephus. <laughs> All right, good show. Probably could have used him alive, but it was a hell of a shot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what are y'all doing? <clears throat> so, uh, Mr. Carter, I think we should um, maybe get a couple blocks away from the hubbub and then continue our search for this strange man. Um, just to not be acting too suspicious, too close to where we have just dispatched two gentlemen. I'm going to agree and. We're going to keep walking at a bit of a clip, not a suspicious clip, but at a decent pace. And once we get a little ways out, I'm going to pull out the pendant or the charm. I forget exactly how you worded it, but... I think I used both of those words, so... The charm and show her and... So uh, what do you make of this? So as you look at it, you have had the most contact, air quotes, um, visual with Georgie, the little bug in a jar in your pocket. Georgie. Georgie looks like a really fat grub or maggot as the most biggest part of its body and then some spindly legs that don't appear to have any flesh on them. They're almost completely bony legs mm-hmm. underneath its body. That are very spider-like, but again, just spindles. Um, the thing that you're looking at now is very similar to that big bulbous body. Um, but what you notice is that there are intricately engraved in the thing what appear to be many eyes on the body part. Um, and generally speaking, the anatomy is the same as the little bug you saw. But, um, you know, if if the eyes, if you looked at the eyes and determined, well, if, if those were proportionally the size of an eye, then this figure mm-hmm. would be pretty huge. Right. Based on, you, you track them? I do. <clears throat> uh, but I can tell that, kind of like how you can tell a kitten grows up to be a cat. I Definite can, connection between the little bugs you've seen and some this. iteration mm-hmm. of what I've already seen. Yes. Um, Mr. Carter, it seems to be um, like a grown-up Georgie almost, I would assume. It, but the eyes are so many. and I mean, I'm taking a gander here, but the thing is, if those eyes are even close to, you know, standard eye, this thing would be absolutely massive. Um, but it's very interesting. Um, where did you find that? It was on one of the bodies. Interesting. Um, is there anything on the backside or does it just clip or? 
I'll hand it to her. I'm going to flip it over. She fill up with all my love. <laughs> There's nothing on the back. <laughs> Come on. Um, so before we go any farther, I have a 20 and a Colt. I, as a player, would like to roll in a Colt, but without being like, so this one time on the docks, we busted up a Colt gathering and they <laughs> had a lot of bug paraphernalia. You could just be an avid reader and... Can this be something that I've either seen in a book or maybe it reminds me of something I've seen in a book and I want to examine it closer after she makes the comment about the eyes? Yeah. Give it a roll. So, <laughs> rolled a 59 against the 20, so... It reminds me of something in a book, but I don't know what, and I don't know why. It's just weird. It's crazy. Yeah, it does, uh, you know, based on that, not expansive, but certainly more than most people, um, a cult skill that you have. Looking at this probably uh, instills a desire in you to do a little research on it. <clears throat> I don't know what this is used for, what sort of rituals he was trying to do. He also was in the midst of all that. He started running his mouth and he wasn't saying anything, but as his mouth was moving, my head got really foggy and it took quite a lot for me to keep my faculties together. I don't know what we're getting into, but it really seems kind of deep. You know, that I got the inkling that that was the case when we developed uh, friendships with dog-like man-creatures in the mausoleum. So. Well, I mean, dog-man. Dog-man. So, we're going to pull That passive-aggressive comment brought to you by a prior misogynistic comment. <laughs> Bam. Bam. <laughs> um, so we'll pull back out Georgie and see. For a second before we actually follow him, I want to look and see if um, he has eyes that I just haven't noticed. You don't notice any. Okay. Um, all right. So you pull out this little jar. It's maybe a couple inches wide, a couple inches high. You know, if I was to to draw the picture in your head of something you see nowadays, clear glass, but like the size of a, I don't know, a little oil of Olay Like baby food cream. jar? Yeah, maybe a little bit bigger, but, but essentially that. Um, and it wouldn't have the screw on top stuff, but more like a cork stopper mm -hmm. in it, um, given the time frame. Uh, and in there is Georgie. Georgie. The small little bug you got from Lil Lil and her compatriots, the street <clears throat> urchin gang. Yes. Um, and little maggot-like creature, but really plump, with those spindly legs underneath it. And it is backing up. To one side of the jar, and then moving as fast as his little spindly legs can, banging to the other side of the jar. 
and it keeps doing that, backing up and banging into it. And as you turn, it reorients itself. So the side of the jar it's always banging into is roughly the side of the jar that is pointing south, southeast. <clears throat> and it just keeps doing that as if it's trying to break out of the jar, but it knows exactly what direction it wants to go. Have I ever told you that uh, IRL Emily hates maggot grub-like things? I hate those parts. I really do. If I'd have known that before, I could claim that I did this just because mm -hmm. I get to see that look on your face. But no, Gives pure me happy GPs. coincidence on my part. <clears throat> so I'm going to take the jar and hand it back to Mr. Carter. Um, if you, I guess we'll follow it to uh, thatish direction. In case you forgot from last time, I'm holding a lantern in one hand. and We traded at some point. Okay. You still holding the lantern? Yeah, sure. In your non-shooting hand? Yes. I have two hands, lantern hand, gun hand. Easy. That can be fixed. <laughs> okay. It's a little ominous and threatening, but okay. All right, so you now have the Georgie meter. Georgie. We're going to walk it out. Walk okay. It um, so you guys were just, uh, you know, before the whole thing with Allison happened, uh, you were walking west on... Whitechapel Road because you knew in a block or so there was the South Cutting Road Commerce Street and mm -hmm. you were going to turn on Commerce Street to start heading south towards the docks in roughly the direction that Georgie was banging on the glass. Mm -hmm. um, so you hit Commerce Street <clears throat> and you start going. It's probably 9 o'clock at night. Commerce Street is another pretty major thoroughfare through here so there's some pubs there's some row houses there's some activity uh, it's pretty early in the evening um, uh, but you, as you walk down you know uh, Georgie is still banging against the side of the of the jar after a few minutes you guys uh, get close to the docks and you notice that Georgie starts banging more west, I'm sorry, easterly, right? So you were, he was banging south, southeast, and then you guys took a directly southern approach yeah. down Commerce Street. So kind of the relationship to where he's pointing started to change, and you know you need to, you need to head west. Um, you're down close to the docks, probably within a couple blocks of the dock area. We'll head east. Okay. Um, as you start going down the uh, see how much I can get off of this uh, <coughs> wonderfully coffee spilled <laughs> map I have. For our listeners, there's a nice sized coffee stain on the back side of the map. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's even better. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. We were on Commerce. We'll take a left down Bean Juice Street. Nobody? Nobody. Okay. Nobody. <laughs> Not even funny. All right, so you guys get down in, you're, you're on 
Cable Street. Uh, as you're walking east along this, there is a set of elevated train tracks next to you. Um, and then, you know, you're in a much poorer size part of the poorest part of town. Um, so, like, underneath the train tracks, there's some homeless population. Um, just the really downtrodden right area um really starts to smell of the docks here you're used to it probably didn't even notice that you stopped smelling it so bad when you're up there for you you don't usually because you're a toffer right you're usually looking for the higher class gentleman from central you don't come down this far much um so it's a bit of a culture and nasal shock to you (laughs) it's pretty bad down here so as you're heading east um Georgie starts getting more insistent along the side of uh, the jar. Uh, and stop me at any time I say something that is not what you guys are doing, but you're, you're walking along. Um, and, and there comes a point where his banging against is very insistent. And, and you keep walking and his banging starts turning from the east to the south and to the southwest and you can devise from that that you just walked too far east right in my local knowledge i'm going to try to think if it's possible that there is a tunnel that runs underneath this road because I know the docks pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's possible in my investigations at some point I've run across a number of blueprints of the area. Yeah, so um, just give me an int roll, a no roll. He rolls in absolute chaos over here. Like he has all these dice and he just rolls into the middle of them so they all get mixed in together and I can't. you've got a dice tray that is like I need everybody to please get out of the dice tray area while I roll this and he's like all the dice in one area dice rave Mm -mm. mosh pit for dice I rolled an 88 Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend the 8 points of luck to have that be a success fair All right. so here's what you know one you were just recently in some tunnels that the ghouls were using. Um, you only briefly went down the southeast tunnel there, um, so you're not sure how that all branched out. You went out to the northeast one your second time in there, and you know you traveled extensively in that set of labyrinthine... You can look that word up later. Um <laughs> tunnel system and you know it all headed kind of north um you even made the observation at that time that you had gone so far there was no way you were still under the cemetery that you were out under other parts so one you know that some of these ghoul tunnels extended beyond the cemetery two you know that there has already at this time begun work on the possibilities and construction of an underground train system for London. So there could be some of that going on. Um, But I don't, in my head, call to mind, 
hey, this is definitely an underground train system spot. It's just kind of, there's possibilities. No. no. Um, nothing about what you know suggests to you that it would have been below you. No. So that leaves one of the buildings you just walked past. Rosalie, I, Georgie's going backwards now. I, if what you've said is true and Georgie is fervently trying to get to our friend, I think he might be in one of the ghoul tunnels or maybe a... Did you say there was a building that we just yeah, passed? there's buildings all along this road. He could be in one of these buildings that we just passed. I mean, he could be below. Those tunnels seem to, by your recollection, go quite far. Is Georgie pointing to street now or a building? Well, I'm presuming that you are holding the jar upright. Yeah. So he's always banging against the side of the jar. You know, he never banged against the bottom of it like he wanted to go down. He's always banging against the side of the jar. And as you were walking down, he kept banging against this side of the jar. And, it, and at one point, he started banging at the this side and then he started banging against this side and then he was banging against the opposite side as you continued to go east he shifted from banging against the east side of the jar through the south side and then to the west side of the jar now he's banging like he wants to go that way okay i may have made a bad assumption i thought it was like a a quicker thing i didn't think that he was pointed at a building okay so let's backtrack yeah, if you backtrack relatively quickly you guys could backtrack and see him change his orientation again and you could just like walk back and forth into like small the areas, and then all of a sudden there is um an abandoned i mean there, there's buildings butt up against each other all along this thing some of them are factories some of them are warehouse i mean Right on the other side of this street, we hit the dock areas, right? Do so, I know what this building is? Um, give me a luck roll. Oh, no. Because I'm the least got little of that. And it just gives me time to think of what this building is. Well, you don't have to think too hard because I rolled a 77 against my sixth luck. <laughs> Uh, you know this. You haven't seen it be used for anything, and this we're we're practically in your backyard right now, the area of town where you spend most of your time. Because as the Torino agency hired a security for Speedwagon Imports, your job is to make sure fights aren't breaking out among the men, and the men aren't, you know, making off with a little skimming off the top from the cargo that comes in. Right. So you're constantly patrolling this area. You've seen this. Before you've never seen it used for anything, it appears to be abandoned. Uh, Rosalie, seems like Georgie wants us to go in here. You up for it? I suppose so. Um, I feel like we have to do something. So, yeah, let's um, let's head into the scary, dark, abandoned building. Right. Out I, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. This is fine. Round I have evening. the shorter range weapon, so I will lead. Keep your light. 
on, keep your wits about you, and let's see if we can take one alive this time. <laughs> as as Carter starts walking towards the building, I'm just gonna stop and just like look at the back of his head and just go. <laughs> Love it. No disintegrations. <laughs> I'm gonna just very kind of in a huff walk behind him. Like, okay, so this building is uh, three stories. Um, a row of windows along the first, I'm sorry, the second and the third floors. On the bottom floor, there's a, a large entryway, like double door entryway, and then maybe a couple of windows. But they're pretty well and evenly spaced along the second and third ones. Some of them have been broken out. The glass is no longer there. Um, there's no light coming from inside. But Georgie is going to freaking town. The closer you get to the building, the faster and more insistently he is banging himself against that side of the of the jar. But he's just banging. He's not trying to climb? No. He gave up climbing and trying to get out of the top of it a long time ago. At, when you first got him, he was searching for any way out of the thing. When he determined that he couldn't, then he just started you know, if you had to guess, you would think this squishy little idiot bug believes that if he tries hard enough, he can break that glass. <laughs> it's a wonder he hasn't taken him. It's a wonder he hasn't killed himself. I know. I was concerned about his safety earlier. I was like, I wonder if he's just going to like Poor bash George, his own... <laughs> concerned about George's safety. Yeah, like what if he just bashes his own face in? That's awful. So... Going to find the door. It's hard to tell which end is his butt and which end is his face. He could have been backing into the glass all Spat this time. Back that ass <laughs> up. <laughs> so we'll drop him off in a field of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever twerks for him. So I'm going to find the door. Not the back door. <laughs> front door. The front door. <laughs> that was an asinine comment. <laughs> cra- cracked me up, though. And I was getting right there to that. I was this close. I, I wrecked him so. <laughs> okay. No more butt puns now. Okay. So you're going up to the door. Yep. Um, I'm going to push the door open and get ready to enter the sphincter. <laughs> he said no more. Um, in, you know, that classic gothic architecture, right? big arched opening and right over it uh, there is the name of whatever the company that used to own it before and it's Spectre <laughs> he's about to enter the Spectre oh he just he can't read very well right <laughs> um, yeah well yeah. Let's it's kind of a tight opening uses sometimes are you uh, enough of that alright so you guys go inside um it's dark. It's musty. Uh, there's a section right here at the beginning. <laughs> Stop it, John. There's a section right here at the front that looks like you might have held, not not what you'd call offices, but, you know, like those big, tall clerk. De- Picture Bob Cratchit on yeah. Christmas Eve sitting at this big thing, and there's 14 of these things, right? And then beyond that is just a bunch of open space. Some old crates with the tops ripped off of them, but uh, mostly it is empty. Uh, at one end, there's a set of stairs leading up, and... Uh, on the opposite side of that set of stairs leading up, you notice an opening of the set of stairs leading down. Well, Mr. Carter, which way? Let's explore this floor first. 
Georgie's not trying to climb or dive. Okay. So we'll... we'll hey, you guys have become essentially uh, immune to, through listening. Every time he hits the side of this jar, it makes a sound. A little tink, tink, tink. Remember that sound yeah. from your dream? Tink, I do. Tink, tink. He make, it's making that sound. But it's kind of like living close to an Air Force base. You, you know, you stop hearing the sonic booms. It's And then somebody mentions like them, you're like, oh, yeah. But if you took a time to notice it in this this empty, barren place, anybody else would be thinking, man, that is a loud noise he's making. But you guys have just become used to it. So what would you like to check out? What side is he banging on now? Um, it's still mostly he's banging in towards the building. If you had to make a, a judgment call, you'd say he's banging more towards the back corner where the stairs are. So we're going to make our way that way. But Josephus is going to keep his head on a swivel. Be looking left and right. Occasionally, when he passes a desk or something, he's going to kind of peek under the desk, see what he can see. So, uh, in my Bob Cratchit uh, scenario, because that's one that's painted in my mind now, you know, these these desks have very tall, big legs. Most of the desk is like eight inches right on the very top, so... You don't even have to bend down to look under these things. Like you can see them. Um, scattered debris. Old junk. Um, Are the floors dusty? Yeah. Give me a spot hidden roll. A 76, which is a failure, but only by eight points. You really wish somebody would come clean this place up. Why don't you give me a spot hidden roll, too? You're the one saying you were going to check this place out as you're walking towards the back. See what I could see. It's a 63 against a 70, so a regular success. Okay. Um, you're not sure because it's kind of dimly lit in here. You have a lantern, but cast shadows as much as it casts light in some yeah. places. Um but it appears to be that there is some wearing away of the dust uh, on a particular path back towards the stairs. Uh, it's not like you can make out a, oh, there's a footprint in the dust. Just like an area that seems a little less dusty and it creates this kind of path towards the back. Could I look closer with a track roll and try to pinpoint a footprint? Fifty nine against thirty two. Oh, so I'm gonna keep going in the general direction of Georgie. Okay, so Georgie is angling you towards the back of this place and the stairs, and this is a pretty big building, or warehouse type building. So it's a little bit of a hall back there. To the back, there are support pillars, you know. Um, to walk around and whatnot. Um, tell me how you guys are going to the back. 
In my head, I imagine it very, I don't want to say, like Scooby-Doo style, you know, where he's like walking in front and I'm kind of like holding the lantern, but every now and again doing the like spin around and and then going back, like almost like uh, right, idle that, animations. That I'm going to be extremely stealthy in a totally dark place while holding a light. <laughs> well, not stealthy so much. It's just more of trying to be mm-hmm. aware of my surroundings. Like I don't want to just like plunge forward and not be looking at, you know to the back we've made no attempt to like hide our presence i think joe is also again not making any attempts to be stealthy he is making sure he's aware of what's around him he is peeping around the pillars and trying to make sure that if there's something taller than a piece of trash he's aware of it yeah there are a couple of uh empty crates crates that you can assume to be empty because you know like the lid has been pried off of them um but not many of them just here and there right yeah. compared uh, to as you walk past some of them you look at them there everything seems to be empty compared to the height of the guy which guy? The naked guy? I haven't seen the naked guy in person, have I? Okay. No. Um, the lady in the alleyway described him as medium height. And that's what Rosalie would have told you to. So he's probably 5A, just your medium build kind of guy. So compared to a medium height kind of guy, are these crates tall enough that somebody could conceivably kneel behind them? Conceivably. Some of them are like 4 by 4 by 4 you know, big shipping crates, and then there's some smaller ones, but they're sparse and few between. So if they're hiding behind one, they're hiding behind one, not like hiding behind a row of crates. So, so if there's one near our path that Joe could walk around just to make sure the backside was clear, he's going to do that. You know, yeah, he's not wiping the whole thing, just... Yeah, sure. There's uh, there's several that are kind of close by on your path, and you walk by, and everything seems to be hunky dory. And we're gonna keep walking that way. So, when we reach the stairwell. All right, Mister Carter. Now it's time to decide: up or down. What's Georgie doing? He's still banging against the side of the glass on the bottom of it. He's on the bottom of the jar and he's banging against the side of the glass. No indication that he's trying to go to the top. Do I know what's behind this building? Yeah, um, presumably a small alleyway and then another set of buildings that kind of face out to the docks. Is there a window or door on this side of the building? Like a back door? Um, Yes. I'm going to peel off and take Georgie around to the back door and go through the back door. To go out into the alley? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Walk to the end of the building where the stairs are, see what he's doing. Well, and now he is 
banging on the north side of the jar because you are now south of the building. You're just trying to calibrate, Georgie, like how you do with your phone and you like go in the infinity symbol. <laughs> I'm using player knowledge because I was told earlier that Georgie wasn't trying to go down. Right. And he's not trying to go up or down now, so I was just making sure before I made a stupid decision to go up or down in our horror film because that's always a stupid decision. So back in the building. Let's go hide behind those chainsaws. <laughs> All right, Rosalie, we got two ways we can go, up or down. Why don't you flip that coin you're always flipping around? That's fair. You'll take out the coin and toss it up in the air. And it lands on heads. Which you have to assign to a thing before you flip it. <laughs> that's, how, that's how this heads works. Heads is the top. Heads is up. So we're going up. Okay. Um, you go up the stairs and... Second floor is similar to the first. Um, not a, no desks there. Um, there is a large, like, uh, metal double doors on the back side, like where some cargo gets loaded up into the second floor because you don't want to carry these boxes up those yeah. bunch of stairs. A few crates or whatever. Um, Flight of stairs that leads up to the third floor. Um, but again, looks like an empty warehouse building. What's Georgie doing? Um, so you are on the stairs. Uh, probably uh, walking or, or spinning around in a circle. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Which way? All right, let's go up to the third floor. More of the same. All right, let's go down. All the way. Okay. So you're heading down into the basement. Yes. Okay. So... Uh, now we're just setting them up for a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Going to do a 10-minute description of going down, then be like, and we'll get back to this next week. Uh, you go down the flight of stairs, and unlike the first floor, second floor, and third floor, it doesn't open up into this vast area. It comes to a door, a metal door. A metal door? Mm hmm Is it locked? I'm going to try it and see if it's locked. Give me a luck roll. <laughs> That's actually, I think you're doing it to be funny. But it's going to work out in my favor. I was doing it because I couldn't decide whether it was locked or unlocked. So let's let luck decide. It's an 81 against my six luck. Dude, you're down to six luck. I am down to six luck. That's why I said I think you're doing this to I, be funny. I thought you were still in the 30s range. <laughs> Every game we play, I will hoard my luck and never use it. And my bennies. And John's just like. I've spent like 16 tonight, to be fair. Make it rain. Make it rain, luck. So, locked door, I it's presume. Locked. I got a lockpick skill? I do. All right. I just so happen to keep a few pins on me, and I'm going to try to work out the pins 
with my pins. Say, okay. say pins again. So tell me, you were carrying in one hand Georgie. I put Georgie up under my armpit and then <laughs> How pleasant. I use my cane to prop up my uh, man bits. The fuck? That's why it always smells like that. All right, give me a lockpick roll. I rolled a 44 against a 60. And I'll go ahead and check that off. This dude had a ton of skill points when he built this guy. No, I put put him all all in a few places. He shit at everything else. (laughs) That's why I was upset with you when you put the butcher on the butcher shop when you did the thing you did. But I also wasn't upset because it was so fucking smart. I know. It was smart. So, like, it's like, I'm proud, but damn it. It'd have been great if we'd have kept one alive, but it's great, Sean. <laughs> Similar. Yeah. <laughs> great idea. I wish you'd have left me a lock to pick. I wish I could have done. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, with a, just a little bit of work, um, you hear it click. You're actually expecting it to be have a little more resistance, you know, based on the age and disuse of everything around here, but it clicked pretty smoothly. Seems pretty fresh. Fresh. Like it is not rusted with disuse. Not very moist down here. Yeah, you're uh, you're certain of that. There's no wetness. Okay. (laughs) Rail it, ring ring it in there, bro. (laughs) Did you say rail it the first time? Please don't encourage me. Did we go back to ass puns again? No. Like, I'm not sure it was the ass puns, but we had eight people and we had two. It was about that time. (laughs) Yeah, so let's just like, can can we get back to it? Sure. So the door opens. Well, it unlocks. And? You got to open it. It's an unlocked door. Okay. (laughs) I'll open it. Ah. Okay. uh, You push the door open into... A large area, there is a little bit of dim light coming uh, from the other end of the room. Um, it, uh, it th- This room is not big enough to account for the total footprint of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe 30 by 30. Um, and there's a small light coming from an open doorway on the other side of the room. In this room is more like debris on the ground. Um, not much there. Um, make me listen rolls. I got one. 21 against the 40. I failed it with a 93. Uh, you You think you might hear some movement coming from across the room and the open doorway opposite the one that you guys came in. Georgie is going to town in your armpit. Which I like to do. I'm going to follow Georgie. 
Unless you have another idea. I didn't hear anything. You did. Gonna follow Georgie. Okay, well, uh, I'm assuming you've removed him from your armpit so yeah. you can see which direction he's And went. grab my cane and put the pins yeah. back. He, um, he is pointing towards the opposite doorway. Um, as you guys start to make your way across the room, the little bit of light that is kind of leaking in from wherever that goes into this room, uh, it, block, it blots out for a minute, and a, a figure steps into that doorway. And says in a very guttural voice, You stop now. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop in my tracks. Kind of hold back and look to, look to Joseph's. Is she shining the light at him? That was a question I was just about to ask. Yes. Okay. Standing in the doorway wearing an overcoat and a large hat is a man who all you can see right now is his face. Uh, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, no hint of stubble. Um, the face is perfectly smooth, almost like it was a plastic mannequin. Um when his mouth moves to talk, no wrinkles or lines or dimples or anything appears on his face. It's just very robotic looking. Um, probably a bad uh, analogy to use since robots weren't even thought of back then, but it's very... Artificial. Sort of an uncanny valley effect where it... There we go. Let's let's do that. It's... Um, something trying hard to appear human and overdid just it. Just off. Yeah. Just a little bit off. Um, give me <laughs> Say it. A luck roll. <laughs> Eventually I'm going to make one. Both of us or him? Not today. Just 64. Him. When the creature comes in the door and the light is shining on him Georgie goes absolutely freaking ballistic, banging against the sides of the thing so hard that uh, it actually causes you to lose your grip on the jar. And the jar tumbles to the floor, crashes, breaks open, and little Georgie scampers with incredible speed, I might add, considering the concussion he must have. (laughs) Across the room, the creature, the man standing in the doorway, looks down and sees that, opens up his coat, Mm -mm. and he is completely naked, and completely hairless. And you'll notice in your light, there are no genitals. It's a Ken doll situation here, right? And Georgie scampers up, climbs up his foot, up his hairless, completely smooth leg over his hip to his to his chest area, and as he tries gets towards his face, you notice this little rippling in the in the creature's cheek. Spot hidden from both of you. Mm-hmm. A forty-three. That's a success. 
well with an extreme success. And the, in the ripplings on his chest, you would swear that you just saw a very small little pool of Georgie's moving in his skin. And Georgie runs up his face and into that little pool and then slowly just submerges in with the rest of it and it becomes very smooth face again and he says you should go mm-hmm. and that's where we'll stop for the night mm-hmm. I don't like that at all but but now you don't have to look at grubs anymore He is literally like a Play-Doh man of grubs. Yeah, you remember the million bugs that busted out of uh, George Thomas Plant? And all went down an alleyway? And then a lady said a naked man came out of the alleyway? Ew. Anyway, I had a blast tonight. It was a lot of fun. Um, we had a couple of blasts tonight. We, we did. Um, so uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us.